1: terms and conditions apply.
4: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. Give me a the pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell.
3: I'm RJ, live in Las Vegas, and I got three words for you. Action, action, action. There's action tonight, and we are so excited. And we're honored to be one of the shows leading into the draft. We're straight out of Vegas, and sports batters they listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. We're on 225 FSR stations across this great nation. It's Thursday. Usually that's a day off for Steve Fazek. He's not taking no day off. Fez, how you feeling?
2: It's been five weeks and one day since I was able to make a bet that resolved itself. RJ, I'm happy to be in the office.
3: Now you've got a lot of bets. Uh, how many bets do you have on the draft relative to a normal year?
2: Normal year, I might have three, and I've got about 19 this year.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, he's a pro. We've got our own Joe, Jonas Knox. He's in Los Angeles. Jonas, any prop bets yourself?
0: No, I'm not. I told you, I'm not going to muddy the waters. I'm not getting in there and ruining it for everybody else.
3: Well, one <laughs> thought here. Now, this was McKenzie in research, so don't blame me for this. But he said maybe Jonas could bet Burrow to go number one. It's a thousand dollars to win a dollar, and it could take your record above forty percent.
0: I mean, if I was, I all mean, that, about, was that, that was him. Look, that was him to set it. If I was all about cheap wins, that would be one thing. But <laughs> I'm a stand up guy, and I will I will gladly lose on WrestleMania next year in a long shot than than go uh, pick Joe Burrow just to pad my record. I'm well, let me it. say
3: let me say this is the Vegas lead, obviously the draft, but more specifically, I'm going to talk about the biggest movers when it came between the recent mock drafts, but because you do it so well, set, set the scene for us.
0: Yeah, we are less than two hours away, RJ, from the 2020 NFL draft. It's a, it's a draft unlike any other. It'll look unlike any other, but the talk of the draft is near the top. The Dolphins still trying to move up and convince the Cincinnati Bengals of making a trade so that they can get the number one pick, but Jay Glazer spoke on the herd earlier today and said, there's no shot whatsoever. Whatsoever. Cincinnati trades out it looks like Joe Burrow's going number one overall
3: I'll tell you this I believe the reporting on Miami's efforts is about Miami not taking a quarterback it's my prediction won't take a quarterback in the early first round right maybe with their second pick but not with the fifth why it strikes me, why be so aggressive at a point where you know it's futile, right? What's it? I mean, who's Cincinnati going to take? The, I mean, they haven't prepared any. So the idea that they are going to trade now seems extremely unlikely, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, it felt like it would have happened a long time ago so, to wait so until the So why do of the draft.
3: it? So so yeah. why why is Miami making a big show of it?
0: I, I think Miami's made a big show of their entire draft up until this point. I think they've thrown out smoke signals. I think they've talked to different people at the Miami Herald, different national reporters, and they've thrown out a bunch of different things. Herbert over to uh, uh, offensive lineman. I think they're trying to throw everybody off.
3: Yeah, perhaps. But, but And I think in general, you're right. I think today's efforts for everyone to be talking about it is being driven by they don't like Herbert or Tua enough for the fifth pick for whatever reason. They're not going to pick a quarterback. And now they can say, look, we tried everything we could to get the number one because Burrow was the guy. What do you want us to do? Take a lesser, you know. And now they've got their excuse built in. Fez, let's talk, though, about the batting. You talked about how much you've batted. What do you expect? And I've heard different things on this on the betting handle. Is this going to be the biggest bet draft ever?
2: Yes, because it's the only uh, game to bet on right now. But I will say this, RJ, the fact that Vegas was supposed to obviously host the draft. And the fact that that didn't occur... Vegas would have set all kinds of records in terms of handle, but because we one we're not hosting it, and two all the casinos are closed, that is going to put a huge hit in terms of what the projected numbers were on the draft. It'll still be you more mean, you in my mean opinion. projected
3: months and months ago,
2: exactly. Well, so yeah,
3: I'm pretty sure the uh, <laughs> the fact that it's not in Vegas. Uh, yeah, agreed. Let's agree with that one and move on. But you still believe, even though. As you said, sports books, the physical brick and mortar locations close. Obviously, the apps are um, up and running. You think biggest bet draft ever?
2: I believe so, and here's why because the books were so ramped up for what they expected to be a huge betting situation. The prop menus of a lot of these books were literally five times larger than what I'd seen in prior years.
3: Yeah, that's an interesting point. If there's a couple items on the menu, you're gonna, there's so much food going to get ordered. You triple the number of items, yeah, you're going to get more batting. I also think people are chomping at the bit, as they say, to get some action down. Plus, this is such a big – I mean, the draft feels bigger. You know, Jonas, I mean, you have a great feel for the sports zeitgeist. H- how much bigger does this draft feel, especially the lead-up relative to prior years?
0: It's all we got. I mean, <laughs> like, this is it. Like, this is all we got. It's it's the most excited people have been. I've talked to friends, um, not even in sports media. They can't wait for it. They're going to have, you know, uh, I got a buddy who's who's going to make his pregnant wife sit on the couch next to him while he drinks beers because he's a Dolphins fan and he's super excited for it. They haven't left the house in weeks. Um, it's really all people have, not just in media, but I think NFL fans. This is the most tangible NFL and sports thing that we've had since, I, I don't know, the last NBA game, maybe. I mean, Over,
3: yeah, I mean, yeah, any any game really yeah. would have meant, you know, is, would be a big deal. You know something, nothing against your friend, but he's not a real fan. And, he, and here's why. <laughs> any wife or girlfriend that, that has a partner that's a real fan knows to steer clear. If there's a game on or a draft on because they might get blamed. Right. Literally every guy I know that's hardcore, like if the wife walks by and the other team scores a touchdown, they look up and they have a look of hatred in their eyes. I'm not saying I mean, it's kind of like I'm not saying it's true. I can tell you this. Steeler games when it's been the big, big games over the years. My wife just leaves for the day. (laughs) I mean, I think it's
0: a good move. She's smart. They're early in their relationship. So (laughs) growing pains.
3: All right. Here's what we're going to do. I'm R.J. Bell, straight out of Vegas. This is the most important thing we're going to do this hour. And to be honest, it's maybe one of the most important things you're going to hear before the draft. The mock drafts that came out most recently, the last ones, if you compare those to the ones before, so the two last ones, what was the change between the next to last one and last one? That is by far the most predictive process part you're ever going to get from public information because what ends up happening is it's information driven. A lot of those mocks early, it's pretty much what's the big board for the different guys. And then they're guessing what slots they go in. They start getting information. So when you see these jumbo jumps, man, it means something. And Fez, the bookmakers in Vegas are so worried about the late info They don't even let you bet for how long at this point? 24-hour rule. How
2: archaic is this, So so 24
3: hours before the draft, they took the last bet on the draft.
2: Exactly right. You can bet in New Jersey. You can bet in other states. You can't bet in Vegas. All
3: right, so let's go down the list. And, Jonas, jump in if you have any thoughts on these players. Fez, the same thing. These are the biggest moves. And I think these are going to be very indicative, very telling. All right, wide receiver, Henry Ruggs III. He's jumped nine and a half slots. Huh. He was 25 in the lo- in the prior mock. Now he's averaging to be 16th. Ruggs is going up, up, up the board. Any thoughts there?
2: There's a lot of thought about Judy, and is he a medical risk? He's the other great Alabama wide receiver. So Judy's stock is dropping while Ruggs is um, soaring based upon latest information. Feels like an old-school, typical Raider-type pick. Fastest guy there. They always go for the fastest guy when
0: Al Davis was the owner. And so you wonder if maybe they fall in line with that. They maybe take a better player with their earlier first-round pick, and then at 19, if he's there, they'll go for Ruggs.
3: Oh, that's interesting, and, and I believe, and we've talked about this, that the Raiders have the best chance, in my opinion, to have a good draft. The rationale is, and Colin Cowherd was the first to say half of this, the first half, which is, hey, listen, when you've got uh, coaches like at Carolina specifically that had just been in college, it's a big advantage, and he harkens back to prior college coaches and having really good drafts. Seattle's a great example of this with Pete Carroll, some really good drafts the first couple of years. But if you look at the Raiders, obviously with Mayock, it isn't that long ago that all we did all year was the draft. And here's the part we jumped on, which is, well, how did Mayock actually do the draft all those years for, for the NFL network? Pretty much like they're going to do it this year. Right. Not not with the he's not there for the physicals. He's not getting the direct report. He might have other limitations when he wasn't a coach or a GM. Now everyone has those limitations. I think it's a huge advantage if you have a bunch of limitations, Fez, but there's one guy that's used to them. That seems like a big edge for the Raiders here. Thoughts?
2: Oh, absolutely! And it's all about being in your comfort zone. And whenever think about whenever you're traveling, RJ. When we like when we were in Miami and we're trying to get our other work done, it's so much. It's more difficult than being in your home office. So big edge if you're used to working in that environment already.
3: Jonas, you might not know this. Fezzik went to the Super Bowl. Uh, he, I mean, he was, he was there <laughs> at the Super Bowl, baby. Yeah. Next big mover, offensive tackle Austin Jackson up. Almost eight slots. Was 33. Now he's 25. Jackson moving up, up, up. Two more big moves. Safety, Jeremy Chin. Up almost eight slots also from number 36 projected to 29. And finally, wide receiver Mims. He's down, down seven slots. Was 25, now 32. Any thoughts on those last guys?
0: If you if and you guys always talk about correlating bets. So if we think that the tackle position is going to jump up, as you mentioned there, the tackle that jumped up all those spots, it would make sense if that's the case, that maybe the wide receiver position might suffer just based on the fact that if more tackles go, it's less spots available for a wide receiver to go. So it feels like those two things kind of connect, especially when you get into the later part of the first round.
3: No doubt about it. And really when Fezick and Fez, you're going to have a best bet at the end of the show, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So when he's done his best bets and you can talk about how you do this, Steve is it's not just directional. It's not just, Oh, okay. Rugs is moving up. It's more, okay. As you just said, Jonas, Rugs is moving up. What does it mean to other wide receivers? What does it mean to whatever? And, It's not so much the simple math of it, but rather the three or four moves that result in the dominoes, I guess, if you assume that first piece of info we're talking about is correct, what are the domino pieces that fall after that? Steve, can you give us an example of that kind of analysis that you've done where you thought that you had an opinion on one thing and it affected multiple things?
2: Yeah, and I think it's a lot of it's about needs and the players that are out there. There's an expectation in this draft. Let's talk offensive linemen. Obviously, Austin Jackson, you mentioned him, that – Early on in the first 10 picks, there's going to be a run on offensive linemen. There's also an expectation at the back end of the first round that there's going to be a run on O-linemen, and here's why, RJ. There's like eight or nine. There's four really good O-linemen, and there's four to five more solid first-round selections. And after that— Well, hold on a second.
3: You're saying there's there's eight or nine O-linemen?
2: Yes, and there's four of them that like, are, are top 10 type of guys no, in no, consideration. But what I'm saying is,
3: what's the over-under for offensive line in the first round?
2: Uh, right now, six and a half to seven.
3: Okay, yeah. So so we're saying less than. So all those guys aren't. The second tier is not going to go in the first round most likely.
2: Right, but there's a lot of competition at the end of the first round. If you need an old lineman, they're going to start to disappear on you, whereas this draft is so st- stock full of really good wide receivers. If you don't get that wide receiver in the first round, there's still going to be plenty of very good wide receivers left in the second round.
3: And last thing about the end of the first round is – teams love to take quarterbacks there because they have the fifth year option. Lamar Jackson, last pick of the first round and also running backs. Why? Because you go four years, you have the fifth year, you tag them a year, bye-bye. And man, we've been seeing running backs scared of that, but you'd much rather take it back at 32 than the first pick of the second round. So if linemen are going to be, competitive at the end of the first and quarterbacks just generally and, uh, running backs, man, it's going to be busy at the end of the first, by the way, last thing on the directional stuff between mocks, Jordan love quarterback. He's dropped five slots. And right now his average pick action, 26, 26 is the average. The, uh, the most recent mock has been today on these on average, and the 15th of April. So it's been about seven, eight days in between these. And Ruggs up big. Offensive tackle Jackson up big. Safety chin up big. Mims wide receiver down big. And Jordan Love right now over under 26 is what the average of the mocks is. Okay. When we come back, I'm going to tell you what it is that everybody Everybody in the media gets wrong about the draft every year. I'm going to tell you what's wrong and what's right about it.
0: That's coming up next, but first we want to tell you about our friends at Lowe's. During the draft, we recognize the best, and Lowe's is doing the same for their associates who have really stepped up during the crisis, so don't miss the Lowe's associates that we'll be highlighting tonight during the draft right here on Fox Sports Radio. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern time right here on Fox Sports Radio as Jay Glazer, Joel Klatt, and Peter Schrager predict and break down every pick of the first round, all presented by Lowe's. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
3: Straight out of Vegas!
4: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God.
3: i'm rj bell we are straight out of vegas and
0: i'm jonas Knox, voice of you the fan coming up here in just a couple of moments we will continue with our nfl draft preview
3: yes you're listening to the fastest growing show on fox sports radio our audience has more than doubled in the last year alone Thank you so much for that. It means so much. And when you tell your friends about the show, it helps us keep growing and we appreciate it so, so much. You can listen to us now on 225 Fox stations across the country. Go to foxportradio.com. You can see the nearest station to you if you're not listening over the air, terrestrial style. By the way, right now on the strip, unfortunately, no draft. Unfortunately, the neon is off. And it's 91 degrees. So,
0: RJ, speaking of the draft, and before we get to more of the Vegas angle on the upcoming NFL draft, we do want to let you know that we it is draft week here on Fox Sports Radio and Lowe's. Our friends at Lowe's, they're doing a special draft of their own this year. They're thanking their associates who are supporting everyone during the crisis. So don't miss all the Lowe's associates will recognize tonight during the draft here on Fox Sports Radio. Coverage begins less than two hours from now, 8 p.m. Eastern time, with Jay Glazer, Joel Klatt, and Peter Schrager predicting and breaking breaking down every pick of the first round, all presented by Lowe's here on Fox sports radio with the draft coming up. RJ, there's only one person who can give us the Vegas angle of the upcoming NFL draft. And that would be the voice of Vegas. You.
3: Ah, right, well, I appreciate it. Fez, you know, he can do all right too. I think we'll, <laughs> we'll see. we'll, we'll great at the end of the show. We'll grade him. All right. I want to get into the quarterbacks. So, uh, Mike Florio pro football talk, talking about the Dolphins, and they want to acquire the third pick without giving up their f- number five. And then the theory is they would have had their three and five and you try to get, give it to the Bengals for the number one. I don't think it's going to happen, but the Dolphins have a massive amount of equity in this draft, you know, draft equity picks, you know, the value of their picks. In fact, if you look at the Dolphins by the – Measures of how much each pick is worth, they actually have more equity in the draft than the other three AFC East teams combined the Dolphins so listen they gave up Fitzpatrick the defender uh D-back doesn't look great I think that I mean for the Steelers that looks like a good trade at this point uh but obviously the Dolphins have that pick and and many many others Fez you're a master at the metagame as they say where there's the rules of the game how do you take how do you exploit I think it's fair to say is what you try to do would you agree with that
2: yeah, I think exploit it in terms of betting, absolutely.
3: <laughs> well, in terms of any time you engage with anything, you try to it, exploit it.
2: It's all about the Benjamins, are
3: I mean, like if you were around with the McDonald's deal and the scratch-off tickets and, and the uh, boardwalk, you know, all that stuff, I, I, I'm guessing you would have been right in the middle of that.
2: Yeah, that's a great example. Taking <laughs> advantage of a promotion, yes.
3: Yeah. I mean, you're just lament. I mean, it's always funny here in Vegas, Jonas. This is something people don't realize, is the advantage players, the guys who are just looking, and the gals, really, who are looking for the edge, all of a sudden there's a certain little hole-in-the-wall casino way in North Vegas, but they offer something where on this certain uh bingo game they're offering two to one payoffs on whatever <laughs> and you'll see like eighty percent of the sharp guys in Vegas all milling around that place for three days. <laughs> That's true or false.
2: Absolutely true. Example Baldinis in Reno, a tiny <laughs> sports book, two hundred dollar bonus if you sign up. It's a free two hundred dollars if you're in the Reno area.
3: And how much was the plane ticket up that way?
2: If you're in the Reno area. Already.
3: Oh, but you used to go up to Reno every weekend, right?
2: Yes. The Reno uh, parlay cards were the best in the world. And so I you would fly. Would, you would fly
3: it, what is it like a two hour flight, right? Hour forty five
2: hour and 15 minutes from L.A.
3: Oh, oh, from L.A. OK, so you'd fly into Reno. So when you were in Vegas, you never flew up to Reno like every week. No, no, but back when I was in
2: L.A., this is late 90s. They had the greatest Parley cards in the world, and, you know, it'll be in my book one day.
3: Now, now this is, well, listen, it's hard for you to write an email. Let's not go crazy about the. I mean, this is going (laughs) to be one of those as told by, you know, one one of those deals for sure. That's Steve Fezzik. Jonas Knox is in L.A. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. All right. My thought is this. As I said, I don't think Miami is going to take a quarterback. I think they're setting it up that they tried their best. We talked about it. Tua, $1,000 it takes to win a dollar on him going first. Not saying it would be necessarily Cincinnati. It's just him going in that slot. Obviously, Cincinnati is the most, you know, very 95-plus percent. All right, here's my question. How certain are we if Tua was healthy – 100% healthy, that he would be number one over Burrow. Jonas, what's your gut feeling?
0: No, he wouldn't be number one.
3: So you're saying Burrow goes number one regardless.
0: Yeah, with Cincinnati sitting at one, there's no shot. Oh,
3: because of the Ohio connection.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: All right, well, let's say that every team got to vote. Do you want Burrow... Or a healthy Tua, what do you think the vote would come down? Just generally, oh, who geez. would win?
0: Uh, out of 32 teams, I would say
3: 18-14 Tua. Uh, so, actually, a few more Tua. Fez, what do you think? Oh, I was thinking 25 Burrow. i, I got to be honest. I have not heard a quarterback talked about Burrow is the one I'm talking about with so little apprehension, so little qualification, so little. Yeah. But, I mean, obviously the hand size was a, yeah, but, you know, what months ago now it seems, but what else, I mean, what Jonas, if we would say, uh, and again, the other thing you're hearing is, but it's almost disappearing, which is, it's just one year, you know, best season in the history of college football for a quarterback, but just one year. I've actually heard a lot of people say, you know, we re-looked at the tape from his you know, year prior. It wasn't as bad as we thought. He was looking pretty good then. I mean, sample size has been a question, hand size question. Otherwise, I mean, I think since Andrew Luck, has there been such a clean number one pick?
0: Well, I think here's what I've heard about Burrow when it comes to just the hesitation to crown him the next Andrew Luck or be the next great quarterback. The jump from his from his uh, second to last year to his last year, his completion percentage, all of that that just skyrocketed. The con- And I don't think concern is, but sort of the hesitation on Joe Burrow is, how much of that was just the system that he had, which was the absolute perfect system for him to to flourish and shine in that offense. That's why they're just, they they think it's a little you've seen more consistency with Tua. You've seen him do it in big time games. You've seen it over multiple years. But with Burrow, there was such a jump. His numbers took such a jump. You just wondered what was missing the year before and they wonder if it was Joe Brady, the offensive coordinator.
3: Yeah, and and Brady now with Carolina and literally was with Saints the year before so this has been one year if I'm not mistaken and he was the passing game coordinator not even the OC yeah but obviously a big influence on things I just wonder if we're going to look back in hindsight and feel like that LSU finally went super modern and it wasn't so much the scheme was that great I'm not saying it wasn't good I'm just saying it wasn't You know, next level, I don't think. I think it's more they have such good athletes at LSU, and they've always kind of been behind the times with offense. Yeah,
0: no, it's fair, and I think also it's fair to bring that up when it comes to Tua and Alabama. It wasn't that long ago we were watching them play what, a 9-6 game in a regular season, and all of a sudden this year it was was a shootout, and I actually came away from that game, the Alabama LSU game, I was even almost more impressed with Tua, just based on the fact that he wasn't close to being 100%. And there were times during that game he was going throw for throw with Joe Burrow, and neither defense could get a stop.
3: Yeah, but here's the thing about Tua. Obviously, the injury stuff, we've talked about at length. You got uh, ESPN did an interview, uh, Stephanie Bell talking to a Dr. Thomas Bird, and he was the hip specialist in Nashville who did the independent evaluation of Tua. And he's saying literally you couldn't tell if that the hip was injured. So on the other hand, you got Chow, the 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 Twitter doctor who used to be part of the Charger, he was the Chargers team doctor in out of San Diego at the time, and he says he estimates a ten percent chance Tua will be able to play at all this year. I mean this is a mystery. So let's set the injuries aside. He's six foot tall. Six foot is shorter than all but what two or three quarterbacks in the NFL? Yeah, something like that. Troubles. I think that's a, a question. Also, the wonderlick. We talked at it about it at length yesterday. The average quarterback in the NFL has a 29 wonderlick. The lowest score, other than Lamar Jackson, who had a, a quite a, I think 13, a low score, is 20. So the second lowest score is 20 right now amongst starting quarterbacks, average 29. Well, Tua took up the test multiple times, but giving him the benefit of the doubt and giving him the higher score is a 19. So now, Jonas, Faz, let me go to you on this one. You got one of the two or three shortest guys in the NFL at quarterback would be Tua. You got an injury-prone guy at minimum. No matter how healthy he is right now, he could be 100% but he's injury-prone. And then finally, you would have the second lowest Wunderlich score. So second lowest Wunderlich, second or third smallest by height, injury concerns. That's about as many negatives of a first-rounder as I can remember.
2: Boy, you know, when you just summarize it like that, you got to ask yourself, RJ, how in the heck is Tua – projected right now to be the number two quarterback Uh, lots and lots of concerns in a year frankly where you think teams might be reluctant to take risk all
3: right so Herbert and Tua a couple weeks ago Tua was a huge favor to go second as the quarterbacks taken it was it's been even money for about a week have you seen any update on that
2: yeah, breaking news just today. Money has poured in on Tua, and Tua is now a minus one seventy favorite versus Herbert to be the wow. second quarterback taken. I
3: right, now listen, this is the kind of money that is coming from information. So right now, I would say this of all the betting stuff that we've talked about, and again, we talked about that we believe the mock drafts between the next to last one and the last one, that movement is so telling. We had four major moves there. Wide receiver, Ruggs, went up big time, up the board. Jackson, an offensive tackle, up eight slots. Also, Jeremy Chin, safety, up seven slots. And one down, Mims, wide receiver, down seven slots. Those are the four big moves. Keep those in mind when you're batting. But now we're saying Tua was about even money 24 hours ago to be the second quarterback taken, and Herbert was even money, right around that. And now Tua, steam, steam, steam. Fez, I tell you this, if I could make any bet on the board right now, or maybe maybe I should say if I could make just one, I think I'd even lay the 170 with Tua because usually you don't want to play that late number, but when it's based on information, I, I love that bet right now. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I like it as well. That so you late So lo- you don't
3: love it. You don't love it. Why not?
2: I don't love it. I just like it, and the the reason being, I, did, I, I, there hasn't been any news about teams that are looking to to take Tua. That's different. I mean, different I don't think, think you who-
3: realize this. The stuff that's reported on the news, isn't the stuff you win with. Like somehow this is the, some bizarro world we're in, where you're like literally watching ESPN. FS1, whatever, and turning and saying, man, I got an edge. I'm going to bet the heck out of it. I mean, what world are we? It's like someone betting out of the USA Today, like going around saying I'm a professional better and they got the USA Today sports section doubled back, you know, in a quarter maybe, and they're looking at it real closely. It may, explain it to me. You're right.
2: The bottom line is when you <laughs> That's see this, no, you power can just say move, I'm
3: right. Sometimes but go ahead. <laughs> the the
2: steam. Well, the the reason that you're I I agree with you wholeheartedly is I literally pulled over when I saw this move and I I couldn't bet. I texted my my betting buddy and I was like, get me two minus one fifty or less limit order. And so I agree with you, RJ. I think two is going before Herbert.
3: But I'm asking you about how you're making so many bets off of public information. I think Jonas. You know what I think this is. That We're going to have a cautionary tale 365 days from today <laughs> that we're going to say that even Steve Fezzik, after 20 years of this, professionally, he didn't make a bet for five weeks, and he went crazy to saying, <laughs> hey, Mel Kuyper's going to win me money. Oh yeah, my but he, God. You can just I,
0: blame I, it on the pandemic.
3: I, I mean. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, this is going to be like what? There's going to be all the babies being <laughs> born in nine months, and then we're going to be talking about this, Fez. Oh. Hey, I
2: had to be working from home. I was disrupted, whatever.
3: Yeah. No, no, I think it's the number of bets. You're just looking for more, more, and more. All right, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to give Steve that time. It's about a minute to see if he wants to. Pull back any bets. Is he happy with his portfolio or did he go a little overboard?
4: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up
0: ten minutes from now here on FSR, we will have more from the NFL Draft. Your chance to make a little bit of coin on a Thursday night. We do want to tell you about our friends over at Lowe's and what they're doing. They're doing something special for the draft. They're honoring their associates who have gone above and beyond during the crisis. Don't miss all the Lowe's associates will honor and thank tonight during the draft here on Fox Sports Radio. Coverage begins less than two hours from now, 8 p.m. Eastern time with Jay Glazer, Joel Klatt, and Peter Schrager predicting and breaking down every pick of the first round, all presented by Lowe's right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell.
3: You know, I was thinking about it when Mr. Dan Byer was doing the news so smoothly, and that might be the squarest thing Steve Fezzik ever said, is I said, In fact, I'm going to make it official. Best bet, Tua, to go over Herbert, minus 170, current market. I love it. And he goes, RJ, I didn't hear. I, I didn't see Eddie on the mock draft say that. I mean, what the heck are you talking about?
2: I would like to retract my <laughs> statement. I was obviously you're right, R.J. This is insider information, more than likely that's being bet. What else could it be? Exactly. What so, else could it be? So I agree. 10 second.
3: Ten seconds. You want to give, Would you like to give some of those bats back?
2: The number one bet I want to give back is the one I made too early. Number of quarterbacks in the first round, RJ, I bet over four. I laid minus what, 150. Was that, oh
3: Kiper, was that Mel Kiper? Was that Mel Kuyper? Gave you that yeah, scheme?
2: I'm, I'm going to blame that on Colin. Colin uh, had five uh, quarterbacks yeah. well, well, first projected First off, let, let, let's day. get
3: something straight. If you blame it on Colin as a professional batter, that's worse I get, than losing. <laughs> that's I got worse. what that's I deserve. That's worse than losing because the guy's a radio guy. He's not a professional batter. All right, when we come back – Listen, Fezzik, if this is the first time you've listened, probably the best NFL handicapper in the world, I, I certainly publicly I've ever seen. And I guess the only thing I can say is COVID-19 – wrecking more havoc with all the crazy bets he's making. He's got another best bet coming up, and there's actually a bet he and I disagree on. We bet yesterday, we'll tell you which side I'm on and what he's on.
0: That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, and it's money-making time next
4: here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of- Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed
1: 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.
3: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas.
0: And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. We do have a best bet involving the NFL draft, and we will get to that here coming up in just a moment. We do want to let you know that during the draft, though, we recognize the best, and Lowe's is doing the same thing for their associates who have really stepped up during the crisis. Do not miss Lowe's associates that we'll be highlighting tonight. During the draft here on Fox Sports Radio, coverage begins a little over an hour from now, 8 p.m. Eastern time right here on Fox Sports Radio as Jay Glazer, Joel Klatt, and Peter Schrager predict and break down every pick of the first round, all presented by
3: Lowe's. All right, Steve Fezzik, you got a best bet. Go fast, baby. We got a few things to do before the end of the show. Go.
2: Alabama wide receiver Jerry Judy over 12 and a half in the first round. All right, so the over reason-
3: means after the 13th a- pick or later.
2: That's correct. And the Stock on Judy is dropping, and here's why, RJ. Mel Kiber? No, he was pretty much a (laughs) slam dunk as far as a safe pick to be a really good wide receiver. But now medical issues... Have surfaced. They're talking about his 2018 surgery on his meniscus. Is it going to be have some long-term repercussions? Bottom line is, it's a risk now to take Judy that teams didn't feel they had just a month ago, and that is why he's starting to drop in all these mock drafts. And I agree with that. And because Mel Kuyper
3: Mel Kiper, hey, and what all you're saying. The, and,
2: and bottom line, R.J., flight to safety. You don't want to be making a risky pick this year when you don't have your whole team around you. I, I expect Judy I is going with to fall. That. All right, but let me, let me ask you a
3: question. How has this line moved?
2: It's moved from 11 and a half to
3: 12 and a half, a one slot. All right, so the market's moving, but you're saying it's not enough. How you're making that assessment, I'll never know. This could be a disaster. All I'm saying is be careful. My best bet, take it to the bank. I don't usually say that, but this is strong. I, two is going before Herbert. The money's telling us that. I don't care I'm getting a late number. Fez, we got a bet. You talked about a flight to safety. It's will more defensive players be taking or offense. I took defense. I get plus 260. We bet it yesterday, you and I. How you feeling? You got offense.
2: I feel good, RJ, and partly because the money has been moving my way. A big part of that is so many offensive linemen being projected to be taken here at the end of the first round.
3: Oh, so what's the current number?
2: Minus three fifty, I saw
3: on the oh, offense. Oh, I don't like that. I wonder if I hope Kuiper does a quick mock before <laughs> and it pushes the other way. Jonas, Jones, you got any? I actually got a little bit of interesting stuff on Belichick. And the Pats and how they draft. Actually, it's really interesting. Any thoughts, predictions, closing thoughts about the draft?
0: I just don't think there's any way Tua lasts past five. I don't. I don't see it happening. I think he goes before Herbert. I don't buy any of the smoke screens. So I think Tua goes before five, uh, no later than five.
3: So you're agreeing with my best bet, is what you're saying? Uh, it, in more ways than one. Ah, all right. Here's what I'm gonna say. The Patriots. This is so telling, and it's something to look at for today's draft last two years, they've taken a wide receiver and a running back. Prior to that, their skill position players in 20 years with Belichick, they picked one. One running back. Otherwise, three offensive linemen, two tight ends, and ten defensive players in those years. And obviously the Pats lost a lot of number one picks with various shenanigans, as they say, tomfoolery. But think about that. Over Belichick's first round now, over his time with the Patriots, one wide receiver, two running backs in the first round, zero quarterbacks, three offensive linemen, two tight ends, ten defensive players. So, really, the the playmakers, the guys that get the fans excited, recently, he did more than the, the 18 years prior. Obviously, he didn't work for the offense, but no one can say Belichick didn't try. And lastly, I think it's fair to say that Belichick thinks you build a winning team with defense. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes defense again, Jonas.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. The Odd Couple is next on many of these Fox Sports Radio affiliates, followed by Fox Sports Radio's coverage of the NFL draft at 8 p.m. Eastern time. We are straight out of Vegas. We are back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. And you can always check out the iHeartRadio app. And if you missed any of today's show, make sure you check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. Just search straight out of Vegas. Money making opportunities for the draft coming up a little over an hour from now.
4: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA.